Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I don't think that was... It wasn't yeah, loud enough, but... I also I saw you lean in and stuff. I was just zoned in on your butt. <laughs> One of the buttons here... We have buttons on, on a refrigerator. Yeah, I should, I should clear. They <laughs> have, like, little buttons, like, I'm celebrating buttons, like, Disneyland-style things, and there's one that says... We're celebrating our 500th trip together. And I was just like, that's bizarre. I probably have been that often. It's just like crazy. It's crazy. That, it's that crazy was that years ago. That was, like, years that was like two years ago. Yeah. That's still pretty crazy. <laughs> yes. We, we used to go to Disneyland a whole lot more often. Oh, wow. Uh, 10, Yeah. So like two years oh, ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. We used to go like... Almost every other weekend, but right, uh, I do remember that. We it did like find, week yeah, week we did find that that ended up being very expensive. <laughs> um, yeah, we were, were like going far, like five hours away or four hours away. Yeah, we were going like every other weekend and like multiple multi day trips. Yeah, so, like, weird. there was one year where we went almost a full third of the year. I think that was the same year that so. At the end of October, we usually have a family trip to California. Yeah. And then there was a time before the reservation system where we literally ended up going every single day that we were down in California. And it was over like though, 10 days. Yeah. And we had gone down to Oceanside one of the days, but had come back up yeah. to Anaheim just to <laughs> go to Disneyland again. It was ridiculous. We were like, oh, oh, we're done with the beach and we don't have anything else to do. Anybody want to go to Disneyland? Because we're going. Yeah. And we didn't even have a hotel in anaheim the whole time like yeah we split between oceanside and anaheim and we ended up in anaheim to go Way to more often, yeah. yeah yeah like we were staying in oceanside with the intention of staying around like mm-hmm. oceanside and san diego and somehow we ended up in anaheim every day if we mm-hmm. had known that that was going to happen we probably would have booked the hotel in anaheim yeah and just but, drove down for the beach for the day yeah it was kind of crazy <laughs> Well, so uh, Alexa has dropped on us that she still hasn't seen Haunted Mansion, but she is I've going seen tomorrow. It tomorrow. And I've seen it a second time this week. I still have only seen it once. I took my dad on a day that Taylor was at work because I am now a stay-at-home dad. And uh, my mom was like, oh, I'll watch Parker if you take dad to the movie. So mm. awesome advantage of being a stay-at-home dad with parents close by is movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You guys can come with us tomorrow. I, I genuinely thought about taking Parker to a matinee just of Oppenheimer by myself this week. But I was like, you would Taylor would be mad. I, honestly, I really want to see Barbie. I would yeah. be devastated yes. if, I, if I didn't see Oppenheimer. So, I've heard it's good, but it's very long. The reason I thought about going to see the matinee of Oppenheimer is because I figured by the time that was done, you'd be off work and we could go see Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> But that didn't pan out. I might do that this next week, though. Mm-hmm. Taylor's giving know. me a side eye of "Don't you dare!" Me and my mom will go see it, and then I'm sure Riley will go see it for a third time. So the third time, wow! He's seen okay, it twice already. Okay. I've heard it's really good, so I'm I really really want to see it. Yeah, we'll see. I'm excited to see it. Um, but there's not a lot of movies out right now that I want to see other than those two that I haven't already seen. Yeah, yeah. You know kind of hard to think of anything else that's out other than Mission Impossible or the Barbie movie or Oppenheimer or Haunted Mansion. Right. I feel so. like those were like the biggest summer movies. Yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of those being summer movies, I was talking to somebody the other day about 
how because uh, Haunted Mansion is not doing well in the box office. It's yeah. it, because I'm shocked. well, so we were talking oh, about yeah, why we think well, a the trailers are the not trailers are not good. not what the movie is like. The movie is better than the trailers for sure. Mm-hmm. B, uh, they released it a week after two of the known going to be the biggest movies of the summer. Three. I, I mixed numbers and letters in this order, but whatever. Uh, um, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I said one, B, three. Uh, so <laughs> the other reason is Haunted Mansion really feels like it should be a Halloween movie, not yeah. a summer movie. If they I would remember have... the first one in 2003, we were setting up Christmas decorations, and then we were going to see it. So it came out around that time. Yeah. Okay. So like this one should have been released later in the season. I mean, even just a month later, because, I mean, I know that Disney's already released their Halloween merch. Yeah. Um, and that, like, there's already Halloween decorations up in Magic Kingdom I saw this week. Mm-hmm. So I know that it's already Disney's spooky season, but, like, Midsummer Scream was just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And, like... I mean, it was still released in July. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, like... That's prime summertime yeah it, it sh- it's not spook like it is spooky season because spooky it's season always is always spooky, spooky season. season but that's for like people that like spooky season there right. are people that like it's a very specific oh you know october we'll go deal with spooky season and so you're not getting them to go see haunted mansion right yeah, now yeah. so i think the the strategic marketing of the haunted mansion movie is really where yeah. it's it, it needed work like Disney's not been doing the uh, greatest at strategic marketing lately, it seems. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say that they are always good at strategic marketing, anyways. True. Side note: If you do hear a little bit of squawking or squawking or weird, uh, hasty sucking, that's our baby <laughs> who decided that he wanted to join us. Phrasing <laughs> it that way. I don't know why I'm phrasing it that way, but I couldn't think of other words. So, yeah, the baby decided he wanted to join us and is eating currently, so. Um, but other than moving on from Haunted Mansion, is there any news in the parks that we know of? That I know of. I know that... Of my source. Okay. So, um, I know that they took down some of the uh, coverings on Tiana's place, or yes, palace, in yes. Disneyland. Uh, I, I heard that they had originally had a different design for like the medallion in the middle of it and they replaced it and but uh the pictures look really cool uh, fresh baked disney yeah, on youtube yeah. they they've done a good video showing it um i know that uh they released uh the halloween merch on tuesday of this week which uh, originally they had said that they were going to release it on august 7th on shop disney at the same time it was released in the mm-hmm. parks so they ended up releasing it almost a full week early. Oh. And our buddy Urso had a panic because he was trying to get the giant pumpkin <laughs> that was out last year. And he didn't get it last year. And so much so he called me, asked my advice, and then left from work and ran up there to get it. <laughs> Good thing he did uh, score his pumpkin, so he's happy. There's also construction going on. Not Tropical Hideaway, but the other location that has... Oh, the Dole Whip. Yeah, the Adventureland bathrooms have, like, a lot of... But there's, like, even more... Yeah, even more so over there. Like, the whole area is kind of chopped up. Um, So, 
my bet on that. Like, this is just from experience of being in the park and weird observations. But when you would walk by the Dole Whip stand for like the last three years, if you stood right at the counter and you stood there for more than a couple minutes, you would smell this really rotting smell. Jeez. Because it's a uh, product, like the they're flushing the product down the drains right there because um, there's sinks and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And if it melts and sits there and rots in the drains, it's going to smell bad. And that's kind of like from working in back of house of a lot of Las Vegas strip um, yeah, restaurants yeah. and stuff like that. I know that smell. It's mm-hmm. it's food product rotting in the drain from improper drainage. So my thought is that a lot of the drains are going towards the bathrooms probably, and they're probably tearing all of that up to improve the drainage of the pipes because they're oh, interesting. They're sixty year old pipes, you know. It's true. So well, maybe not quite sixty years old because they probably had updates yeah, before. They really but a little bit. It was like time. there's some old pipes underground for the dole stand, so. I think the whole thing going on over there is just fixing utilities. So yeah, I don't think sense. I don't think when it opens back up when all the construction over there is done, I don't think we're going to see anything major change unless like they can't bring the rocks back to the way they work. But mm-hmm. like I think any major changes we see are just going to be a product of them working on the utilities. Mm-hmm. So that's all the construction Have I know they of. Taking down the partition in Fantasyland yet, or oh no, they're all of the all of the Fantasyland upper parts of the building seem to be under scrim right now. Um, the Red Rose Taverns under scrim, like there's a lot of scrim over there, but it's painted scrim, so <laughs> it looks pretty. Unlike in the '80s when everything was just blue, like put up blue walls and call it good. Yeah. That was that's crazy, Disney. Don't don't just do blue walls. <laughs> Keep up with the scrims. We like the scrims. We like the scrims. <laughs> Not not that we like love the scrims better than just the view, but when you yeah. have to work on it, we we prefer scrims to blue walls. Oh, there is a new showcase inside the Mr. Um, oh, great Mr. moments with Mr. Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they, they mansion, yeah, yeah they have uh, Madame Leota's uh, costume mm-hmm. and oh. the crystal ball from the movie. Oh, cool! So we'll check that out on Friday when we're there. Watch out for a TikTok or something about it when we go yeah, to Disneyland on the eleventh. Um to the <laughs> Well next year we I will join you. To go, but I, my son has a doctor's appointment. <laughs> <laughs> next year we'll join you though, because uh we're we're gonna be dropping from the pass level we're at currently down to the enchant mm-hmm. pass so that we can enjoy some other parts of Southern California in the summer in the summer, like Walt's Barn and things like that. And then we can take you with us. Yay. Because we'll all be blocked out. And we'll <laughs> all have kids. Yeah. Yes. We don't want to leave our friends behind. That's why we're dropping down to the yeah. Enchant Key, because all our friends are there. We'll have a kid to each adult. <laughs> yeah. That means I'm pawning one of my kids off. <laughs> not not that we have the van. We could take your kids with that's you. True. Yeah. That's and, true. And if we talk Ashley and Kaysen into going, you know, then we'll have one adult more one than One extra kids. adult. Yeah. <laughs> so... We got to keep one of us sane. Yeah. (laughs) When all the rest of us are crying. Let's be honest, though. Like, the three of us, that's already a lost cause. And (laughs) we know Kaysen's not sane, so it's going to have to be Ashley. I was thinking the opposite. (laughs) Okay. 
Kason married Ashley, so we know he's not sane. <laughs> Ashley's a wonderful person. We know you know we love you, Ashley. What about Kason? Kason is too, but oh. like, but like Kason's <laughs> insane. They both. They both are. They have their moments. Yeah. <laughs> we love you guys. <laughs> but to be we're fair, we're just not. We're not going to say anything and see if you actually listen to our podcast. Yeah, but to be honest, <laughs> like all of us are insane. Both of. Like, all three of us are insane. Oh, I'm dead. I know insane. Parker, the baby here, he's insane. He bites me on the regular for just, and he giggles about it. So, but, um, I think we're gonna take a momentary break. I just thought of another topic. Oh, Taylor, you want to talk about, we'll talk about it after the break. We're gonna take a momentary break, and we're gonna come back from the break. We have another versus special request from one of our TikTok followers and listeners, so... We will have that on the other side of the break and whatever topic Taylor has. So we will see you in a moment. TTFN, ta-ta for now. Alexa remembered this week. I did. All right. Welcome back from the break. So we are doing a versus, and then after the versus, we'll talk about Taylor's other topic, which sounds adorable too. But the versus we're doing this week is a special request from Elaine on tiktok uh she used to go by disney e-ticket i forgot what she changed her name to now it's something about being happy and 50 because she's on her way she's in she just turned 49 and she's going to be turning 50 this year so she uh, she's expanding her content to more than just disney but also just being happy becoming 50 so elaine's awesome um we haven't seen her in a bit so Hopefully we see her when we go down on the 11th. But this one's for you, Elaine. So also, uh, Elaine, please correct me on what your TikTok handle is in the future, because I've completely forgot. But uh, Elaine has requested that we specifically do a versus involving Yzma from Emperor's New Groove. And she then also uh, asked that it be versus Cruella DeVille. So we're going to do Yzma versus Cruella DeVille. Should we do the one, two, three? That's what I was going to ask you. Okay. Do we want to yeah, do one, two, three, all three of us? Or... Yeah, let's do it. All right, so on the count of three, one, two, three, Cruella. Oh! All right, I'm the all right. man out yeah. this time! So I, I can see how it could be Cruella, but can you, since you're the odd man out, Alexa, would you like to try to persuade us first, or yeah. should it be the other way around? I think I'll try to persuade you first. Okay. Um, I think that just makes sense, even though I don't want to do it. But <laughs> um, I think they both rely on like men henchmen. to do it. Yeah, yeah they're henchmen to do it um, with Kronk and then Jasper uh, and Horace. And I, uh, I think for sure it depends on uh, like whether you're doing live action or cartoon, which I think we're doing cartoon. Yeah, we're just doing cartoon. cartoon. But I still think, I think that Cruella might win. I, I think we should take the... Even though their henchmen are the ones that do the work, let's take them out of the equation. Right, and if they didn't that. have access to their henchmen, just then. So. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Too. Yeah. Um, but I think without their henchmen, I think that Yzma is more lazy and calculated and kind of sits back like her potions are what are what work for her but but that's the is like not afraid to get a little more 
Yeah, she she does get aggressive towards the end of her movie, but the potions is, I think, what pushes me over the edge for Yzma. She has these access to these things. In all honesty, for both of them, their failings are their henchmen. Even though they use their henchmen, if both of them went without their henchmen, they would have ultimately succeeded in their plans. If Yzma just would have went and grabbed the poison, rather than have Kronk grab the poison... We yeah. wouldn't have Emperor's New Groove. Cusco mm-hmm. would have not su- survived. It it would have been Isma ruling. Like when they first served it to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It it would have just it, he wouldn't have been turned into a llama. He would have died. That's yeah. just how it is. Just like if Cruella didn't send Horace and Jasper after the puppies and just went after them herself, she would have gotten the puppies and they would have been skinned. Yeah. She would have gone to jail because like immediately they would know who did it. But at the end of the day. She would have got the job done. And that's another reason I think Yzma would win overall. Is because Yzma has like this ability to just kind of do it underhandedly with poison and things like that. Where a Cruella is out there aggressively doing it. So she's yeah. going to get but punished. If you're, if you're taking away their henchmen and it's yeah. just like hand-to-hand combat. That's the exact reason that Cruella would win. So... When you look at both of them, though, they both have similar builds, and mm-hmm. they're both lazy, yeah. to be honest. Mm-hmm. They're both mm-hmm. lazy. Um, live-action Cruella. No. But exactly. I know. If we throw live-action Cruella in versus uh, cartoon, cartoon Yzma, live-action Cruella all day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Specifically the uh, the Emma Stone one. Oh, yeah, Emma Stone. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no touch in that. But, like, I think cartoon-wise, I think Cruella DeVille... To get her to go into action, she has to be in a blind rage. And being in a blind rage leads to not being um, successful in your actions. Yeah, yeah. So, I think Yzma's more cool and calculated and would do what needs to to win without going into a blind rage. Because she goes into, like, she rages at Kronk and Cusco, but not in a blind rage kind of way where she loses control of herself. Not until yeah. the very, very end of the movie. Yeah. And it like when you watch that Emperor's New Groove, there's a lot leading up to make her go into that blind yeah, rage yeah. that like would have put, in my opinion, Cruella over the edge within minutes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's why I put Yzma over Cruella. I do. I mean, I'm kinda on the same page. Like I, I was thinking like she has access to those potions. Um, I agree with Chaz's comments about the whole blind rage situation. Um, and then also you said what the cool calculated. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that for Yzma. I also, I, I, I chose Cruella, but I, I, something you guys hadn't brought up yet was when uh, at the end of the movie when she's, it's like a joke, but when she's like lifting up her skirt and they think she's going to like show them something, <laughs> yeah. they're all freaking <gasps> out. They realize it's just a dagger. And they're yeah. like, oh, but like she was stashing weapons. Mm-hmm. Like she's willing to, not that I, that was like an argument against her that I had in my head. Yeah. But or I, against Cruella, the person yeah, I chose. I mean. But yeah, Yzma w- is willing to get her hands dirty with a weapon. Mm-hmm. Like when you go into, even, Go further back in the movie, how she wanted to continue to kill, like the original, not the original, but like the second plan to kill Cusco was to turn him into a bug and put him in a box and then mail a box to herself mm-hmm. and then smash it with a hammer. Uh-huh. Like she wanted to get her hands dirty, just mm-hmm. not 
to Cusco the Emperor, but at the end, she was willing and able, like, whatever, I'll stab you. Yeah. So, do books about the animated character count? Mm, I also just I don't that. think so, because I know what book you're thinking of, I think. No, 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 it's a no. different one. One I uh, read Parker. Okay. No, I, but there's a, because there's Cruella books that are written that, like, give her even more depth, um, yeah. that could possibly push the tables, but I think we're just going with what we know based off of the animated features. Yeah, because the the book I'm referring to, I read to Parker, it's like a five-minute villain story thing. Okay. Um, and it tells the story of how her henchmen came to be her henchmen, um, and it's kind of a cute little ending to it. For Cruella? Yeah, or Cruella, oh, okay. Yeah. I have, there's like several different stories in it, um, and I've only read the first one, and the first one was about Corella, but it's kind of cute. I think eventually we're going to have to do a henchman off with like Kronk and Horace and Jasper and Iago. If we're doing henchmen, I think, like henchman, Horace and Jasper versus Kronk, I think even though he's outnumbered, I think Kronk would win. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think. So we had this discussion about Kronk, because uh, Taylor and I play, indeed, play D&D every yeah, week, yeah. and we were teaching one of uh, our new players about classes and everything like that, and yeah. we were talking about paladins and how paladins don't have to be... I, I promise there's a there's a Disney tie in here. Okay. We're talking about how paladins don't have to be intelligent or wise, they just have to be bulky, dexterous, and have yeah, charisma. And that's exactly it. Like We're like, Kronk is like the perfect archetype for what you can when you're building your stats for your paladin Kronk is what you think about because he's dexterous or dexterous yeah yeah he's strong and he's charismatic but he's not smart yeah yeah you know yeah he has intelligence but like he's like yeah. it's a I deeper think the smartest one of those three would be Jasper yeah oh 100 percent 100 percent yeah but uh, I don't think we're in an agreement as to who would win, but Taylor... Well, okay, I have a thing. Okay. Um, you were talking about um, how she was like, I will turn him into a flea, a tiny little flea, and I'll put that box inside a box, and then put that box inside another box, and then i mail that box to myself, or whatever. Yeah. That whole thing, mm. but um, I that is, like, the joke is that it's, like, very long-winded and unnecessary. Yeah. But, like... That also, if you think about it, it from a villain's perspective, it's also very torturous. Yeah. So and yeah, I was you're, kind of a, like, ooh, that's extra evil. Yeah, but I he's mean, becoming, I guess killing dogs is also very yeah, evil. But. but he's becoming a flea from being a llama and then being put inside a box. And then if he ever escapes that box, he's inside of another box. And it's like, oh, crap, I'm still in a box. And then you get smushed by a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was before. No, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Recently. It's been a little bit for me, but yeah, like, it's been a lot for me too. But like the fact that that's a, even a plan, yeah. Of like, I'm going to torture the crap out of this guy. I know the torture thing might have fooled me. Yeah. So I just personally like Cruella. More. Oh, Cruella is one of my favorite villains because oh, yeah. she has so many layers and everything like that. That's just a live action. <laughs> but and like interactions in the park with Cruella are oh, great for too. Sure. Okay. Yes. But I I do think that Isma is the the one that would pull out the win for the animated But we don't uh, really get villains. to see Eastman. So Yeah, I exactly. Think she could be That's a really true. great animator. I think if she wasn't far. She's not a face character though. Yeah. 
Disney, if you're listening, I doubt you are. But if you are, I mean, you're always looking for new characters for Oogie Boogie Bash. Yeah, there's, there's. They had a Madam Mim. I feel like it would yeah. be kind of. I think to they do, do have an Isma. Maybe not a Oogie Boogie Bash, but I feel like I've seen. They, Yzma. I've seen. A I've seen a costumed one. Yes, like a a head, like a a, yeah. a non face one. Yeah, a mascot. But uh, I think we're wrapped up on our discussion of Isma versus Cruella. Are we in accord? In accord? In agreement? Yeah. All right. Yeah, see? It's crazy, though. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Very creepy. So I don't think you could have the same kind of interactions with her as you could with Cruella. But anyway, Taylor, your topic that you wanted to discuss. Yes. So Disney Plus released a new short, um, part of their new animation style of the Mickey Mouse shorts. And this one involves Steamboat Willie, and it's super, super cute. Um, It's basically like a drawing come to life idea. And, um, but it's, it's a film. So like you take all those like drawings that make up a film and they all come to life. (laughs) And it's a very funny happening. Um, Basically the, I think it's the Fab Five because it's Mickey, and Goofy and Donald, Daisy and Minnie is there. Yeah, so is Pluto there? I can't remember. But um, they have to wrangle up the, these animations, and it gives you a little nostalgia because, like, you're thinking back to those older cartoons. Yeah, and you get to see different pieces of it. I haven't gotten to watch highly, it yet. Highly but... recommend I haven't watched it. I've seen it like pop up, but I haven't. Yeah, I've seen it. the recommendations for it because it's the series finale for the Wide World of Mickey or whatever the Magical World of Mickey Mouse. It's the series finale of that. So then uh, they're retiring that animation style. Already? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, the, the creative team behind that animation style uh, has recently said that they would love to continue. And they're, they're, they're not the ones that are wanting to stop. But the decision came down from higher up that they're going to retire that and move on to a new style. Okay. Um, there was the the head animator i forgot his name goodness uh i would have looked up his name if i knew we were going to talk about this but uh he said that um he hopes that the fab five fab five continue on in a new project soon so in the wish trailer for that new movie it's got a different animation style i've not really seen do you think that's the direction they'll take. I don't know. I think that would be cool, though. I don't know how they would do Mickey in that style or the Fab Five in that style. But for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, there's a movie coming out. I think we talked about it last week mm-hmm. a little bit called Wish. Uh, and the animation style is kind of like a hand-drawn animation with like a computer-generated movement. Yeah. It, it's kind of really cool-looking. And I haven't seen anything about it. I'll have to I, I would like to. I would like to see more in that style. Um, it just looks cool to me. So I'm excited to see that movie when it comes out. But I will definitely watch the uh, animated short that Taylor's talking about. It's on Disney Plus. Yep, on Disney. So um, I know um, that Alexa has been complaining about being tired uh, before we started it, recording. But... And Parker is just now starting to fall asleep. So we think we're going to wrap up for the evening and uh, throw this out to you guys. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have, uh, give us a follow on TikTok at DSP Podcast. Reach out to us on Instagram. We're not really posting on there all that often, but we do 
keep the uh, page open and active so that we can get messages. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, but all of them are DSP Podcast. And you can also email us at dsppodcast at gmail.com. All of those are great ways to reach out to us. We are 201 followers on TikTok away from being able to go live. So if you follow us or you know somebody who enjoys Disney, feel free to share our page with them and you know help us build our following. But we'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, there are ways to interact in this first week. There's going to be a poll down at the bottom so that we can know your thoughts on who would win, Cruella or uh, Yzma. And <laughs> you can also just give us a comment or you know send us a message about your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. With that being said, see you real soon. soon.